we're back. Another episode of Docking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. All right. How's Nesbitt? Good. Excellent. Good. Yeah. So last recap before we get into peace of mind. Right. Yeah. So there's a bunch of new stuff that we had on the back burner. We yeah. did some episodes. We did that Urchin episode last. And, yeah. uh yeah. Clear house on a bunch of the stuff that's piling up. That's true. And we're we're all geared up now and and uh ready for peace of mind. Ready for peace of mind, yeah. And and uh we're gonna record it shortly after this. Yeah. I just finished um, watching uh Where Eagles Dare. Where Eagles Dare. Yeah. Yeah. I watched Quest for Fire. Quest for Fire. Okay. <laughs> Space Odyssey two thousand one. Doing all my uh movies I need to watch to talk about peace of mind. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, um I uh put a video on Facebook a while ago rocking out in the truck listening to the album oh yeah yeah and uh, and, and like multiple people were like oh finally and I realize now it's uh oh a couple oh, yeah. of weeks <laughs> because we've had it, right. you know. I know we've had a few people listening like can't wait for the piece yeah. of mind episodes sometimes you forget it's every week because then you're like oh it's coming right up a month later yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like uh oh anyway sorry. a week from today that this yeah. came out the piece of mind episode yeah are gonna start exactly yeah probably a four-parter Perfect. Maybe a five-parter. Five-parter? Ten-parter? <laughs> <laughs> the Peace of Mind podcast? No, it'll probably be the standard four, yeah. I would say. We might go a little long. What are we doing for beer today? Because we got some exciting beers lately. We do. We've yeah. got a few different ones. This one is from Bathurst, New Brunswick, which is like yeah. northern New Brunswick. Four Rivers Brewer- Brewery. Rock Bolter Black IPA. A black IPA. And on the cover is a coal miner. Yeah. Look well, at it's that. from Bathurst, New Brunswick, right? I've got yeah. a bunch of relatives from Bathurst, New Brunswick. Wow. Look yeah. at that guy right there. That's just one of these old-timey <laughs> coal miner people. Working in the mine, too. All right. Fantastic. Let's tee it up. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. Oh, Black IPA. Um, anyway, the... Uh, yeah, coal miner here. He's coming out. He's all coated in coal dust. Days of days of yore. It smells like a porter. Oh, this is really good. That's nice. Oh, that's, that's really good. Mm. That is good. That's excellent. So black IPA. Mm. <laughs> 6.5%. That's coal mining beer. <laughs> when you spend a full day down the mine. Speaking of beer... Mm. Did you see the Trooper has Trooper the Collection? I did. So it's a crate. It's like a six-pack. Yeah. Uh, it has Trooper Light Brigade and Sun and Steel. And it has Trooper 666, Hallowed, and Red and the Black. So the... so for our listeners, that, that that was released online. It's on it's on Robinson Brewery and IronMaiden.com on their website. It's, yeah. it's basically just a, a cool case with beer in it, right? Right. So one thing to clarify is when you look yeah. at the picture, it looks like a really cool case with hinges on it. Yeah. It's a cardboard box with all that's just printed on the cardboard. No. Yeah, it's not an actual, like, it looks like one of those, But like, it looked flight, expensive to me. Was it looks that... like a flight case that, like, Maiden would carry their equipment in. You know what I yeah. mean? It's printed on cardboard. I checked that out because I was like, man, I'd get one of those just to keep the box. That Yeah, that was yeah, the no, only it's purpose. Not a, it's not like so a, what is the purpose of this? So it's okay. just a variety pack, like a gift pack yeah. or whatever it's 24 pounds for the six pack which works out to like four pounds of beer yeah that's that's without the case yeah I well it's it just a yeah. box yeah mm-hmm. i worked out <laughs> this is funny i worked out 24 pounds is about 40 dollars canadian yeah and that works out to be about six dollars and 66 cents a beer canadian no way <laughs> nice yeah. but it's like the the hinges and all that stuff is just it's just a cardboard box printed on it's not an actual like 
you're not going to, you know, put your equipment in this and carry it around. It's not like, you know what I mean? Which yeah. is what it looks like on first glance. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that just reminded me. This beer is delicious. Big news is the 2020 Legacy of the Beast Tour. The yes. third leg is announced. Cool. Um, a pretty extensive tour, parts of the world. Oh, they put out. out all the dates? Yep. Oh, So okay. I'm not, it's May, June, and July of yeah. 2020. I'm not going to give all the dates because there's a lot of them. No, but it's blo- like Australia, New Zealand, Philippines, Japan, 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 United Arab Emirates, Israel. They're playing Israel, and apparently they're playing on a Saturday, and that's the Sabbath, and it's a big deal. I see on Twitter too. Wow, some people that are Jewish. So I guess that's so a they're planning. against that, or that's a problem. I think that they can't go to a concert on Saturday for Orthodox okay. Yeah, like that's that. the day they turn it off. I don't know the details, but. Yeah. Uh, Made, yeah. I guess they didn't plan it very we, well. We worship the <laughs> devil on Sunday, not on Saturday. Yeah. Saturdays for the other guy. Then in June they're going to Finland, Germany. Then there's the two yeah. U- UK festivals, Donington and Belfast. Yeah, that's mid June, and then they're going to Belgium, Denmark, Germany, Norway, Sweden, and Russia. I mean, they really are hitting a lot of countries that they kind of skipped over. And then July they're doing like Russia, Poland, Czech Republic, Holland, France, Austria, Germany, Italy, Portugal, and ending July 25th in Spain. Wow. I don't know if this is an exhaustive list yet. Yeah. And there's going to be no more Legacy of the Beast tour dates after the ones that we announced. Yeah. Because Bruce Dickinson just announced August speaking dates. Mm. So if people are speculating that they're going to tour further further after those July dates. It's already three tours anyway. Yeah. That's plenty. I think those ones are the end of it. That's the end of it. Yeah. Get your tickets. I don't think there's going to be any set list changes because on Spotify... They put out the official uh, 2020 Legacy of the Beast tour playlist set list on Spotify, and it's exactly the same as last. Because okay. we were kind of speculating they might drop a new track. Mm. I'm still not ruling it out. Yeah, I'm you know ruling I mean? it out. I'm ruling it out. I know, but I think that's pretty much a big hint that they're not going to switch anything up. Mm. If it's really over at the end of July... Then there's August. Do you think the fall of 2020 we could get the new album? Who knows? Well, Book of Souls, uh, they toured, and then they had, after the tour, they released a single. Yeah. And then in the fall, the album came out. So for 2020, they could be touring until July. Then yeah, but you're talking about now a full year till the album drops. Uh, I'm talking about after next sum- the end of next summer. Yeah, but I mean. The end of 2019 now. Yeah. Yeah. But they recorded it, you know, what? Man, the end there's of the so summer. much money to bring out of this Legacy of the Beast tour. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. They're sitting on it for a year, it sounds like. But Nick, Book of Souls they did too, but then... Yeah, but like Nick was there with his, his vertebrae bothering him, and they're going to beat in an extra... I don't know. I don't understand. I think we're missing something. I wonder if Nico... Do you think maybe they have this album done? They're yeah. doing this last tour, and maybe... I wonder if Nico is going to, like, tap out at the end of this tour. Oh, that's just speculation. And then they have I, the I like album it. ready to go to drop. Yeah. Okay. So there, so there could be more to this. Nico has vertebrae issues. Is there Wait, more here? So I haven't talked about this yet on the podcast because I didn't want to be like starting rumors, and you know what I mean. Jumping the gun, jumping to conclusions. Hmm. Um. So basically, yeah, everyone knows Nico. He's been having some like health issues. He's 67, and the rest of them are, what, 61, 62, yeah. 63? most of them had their 60th this year or last year. Yeah. Yeah. But he has, like, the most physically demanding job yeah. out of everybody. And I know, like, I read an article article in a New Zealand magazine, or it was a newspaper, I think, 
He has like arthritis on the left side of his body. He had like a displaced pelvis, and he's working yeah. with a chiropractor. Yeah, according to this article I and read on the Book of Souls tour, I think in Legacy Beast tour, he's flying ahead and getting massages. Yeah, so he's yeah. he's you know he's struggling a bit. Yep. And I've seen a lot of stuff online, and again, I didn't want to bring this up because like I don't know anything concrete. Spit it out, Ness, okay. but this has got to be juicy. So this we don't turn have, on the volume, so crank everyone, it to eleven. Everyone remember, it's just. We're just two guys talking into a microphone that love Maiden. We don't yeah. know. This isn't from like some inside source or something. Yes. This is just my theory. With inside source. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> no. I'm joking. Yeah. So I'll just lay out some stuff here and yeah. the listeners can make up their yeah. minds so and see if they finally, come to the same conclusion that I You're going to explain who killed Epstein. Okay. So this is me, <laughs> yeah. this is me speculating. Yes. So Steve Harris has a nephew named Joe Lazarus. Yes. And he's been a drummer since he was a kid. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of been involved in the Maiden family like his whole life. And there's pictures of him online. I think I showed you a picture of him once with, uh, he's like, he's a kid, as a young kid at his drum set. And he has some of the stage props. Yeah. From the Seven Sun stage, like next to his drum set. He's the guy who's pretty active on Twitter. Yes, exactly. I think I showed you some of his tweets too. He was in a band called Voodoo Six with Tony Newton, who is one of Maiden's sound engineers. Yeah. He worked on some of the Maiden albums and DVDs and live stuff. In one of his interviews, there's an interview with him while he was in that band Voodoo Six. And he said, like, Nico's the reason that he plays drums. He watched him as a kid 24-7 growing up. And he's talking about how, like, Nico helped him so much during the, like, over the years as he was growing up as a drummer. Yeah, so he learned a lot from him. Yeah. Um, he has a tweet of him playing Still Life on the drums. Yeah. He's doing, like, a drum cover of it, which is, like, p- perfect, by the way. It's, like, the perfect drum cover of, like, a Maiden song. Yeah. And it says... uh Still Life, Iron Maiden, from the Iron, from the Maiden England Live album. This is the album I learned to play drums to at the age of five. Okay. So he's been playing Maiden on drums since he was five years old. Wow. Um, on Nico's birthday, he tweeted at Nico and he said, Happy birthday to my idol and inspiration. Forever grateful for everything you've done for me. Oh, okay. So he's very close with Nico. Um, yeah. He's Steve Harris's nephew. It seems like he grew up pretty close to Nico. Um there's a comment on YouTube that he made. Someone asked him about his ride symbol in one of his videos. Yeah. And he says, uh, the ride is a Nico McBrain signature power bill that he gave to me personally. Oh, wow. So, like, he's very yeah. close with Nico. Yeah. He's playing all these Maiden songs. Mm. He has t- a ton of technically perfect Maiden drum cover videos on YouTube. Yeah. Like, they are perfect. Yeah. Um, they'll blow your mind. It's insane how good they are. He nails every song. Like, it's yeah. just, I can't describe it other than, like, technically perfect. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, I yeah. saw a few of them. And um, there's one at the Where Eagles yeah. Dare, and it's like a foot cam, and it just shows his foot playing the kick drum during Where Eagles Dare. Yeah. And if you watch it, it's like jaw dropping. Yeah, and it's gutsy, too, because everybody who knows him knows his connection to the band. He's not going to. Yeah, he's Steve Harris's you know, nephew, right? Yeah, he's going to yeah. get ripped to shreds, but he's spot on. So then I'm watching these videos of him doing these drum covers, mm. and I recognize where he is. He's in Barnyard Studios, which is. Steve Harris's home studio. Okay. Right? And then I was like, that looked like Barnyard Studios. Then I was looking through the comments on these YouTube videos, and uh, he wrote as one of his com- – he wrote as a response to someone, uh, it's where Maiden recorded their albums in the 90s. That nice. kind of confirms that he is playing yeah. in Barnyard Studios in these videos. Um, and someone else asks if it's the studio where Maiden recorded the X Factor, and he said yes. Yeah. So basically he's practicing and playing Maiden songs in Steve Harris's home studio. In these videos. <laughs> cool. Which is, you know, yeah. so he's very close to Steve Harris. He's also played drums on Lauren Harris's solo album, The Calm Before the Storm. 
Okay. So track number eight and number 12 on that album, Come On Over and Natural Thing, or two tracks, has Joe Lazarus on drums and Steve Harris on bass. Yeah. So they recorded together in the past. Um, that was 2008, so that was a while ago. Yeah. And more recently, he posted on Twitter, November 1st, so it was like three weeks ago, or a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what he means by this, but he retweeted Iron Maiden's official post where they're saying, like, the new album with British Lion is coming out next year alongside the first ever U.S. tour. And he retweeted that with a comment that said, heading back to the States in January for a month to work on this. Can't wait. Okay. And the album's going to be done by then. Yeah. Or the album, like, the recording's all done. So I assume that he's going to be playing drums with British Lion. Yeah, in some capacity. At least he'll be involved with them. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Um, Because, yeah, British Lion are playing the States in January. Yeah. I'm wondering if they're maybe playing, getting him to play drums with British Lion, because he's not officially in British Lion. If you look at yeah. the British Lion website, he's not listed. Yeah. Um, he's not, like, the new drummer for British Lion, yeah. as far as, like, any other, me- like, sort media lets on. So I'm wondering if they're, like, touring him a little bit with British Lion and mm. Steve to kind of get him warmed up for this, like, in case he has to come in on the legacy of the So he's a, potential, he's a potential fill-in for, for Nico. That's what I'm thinking. Now, yeah. okay, there's also the last thing, well, the thing that kind of bubbled all this to the surface yeah. was when Nico left, he left um, Sonor. So Nico yeah. used to be sponsored by Sonor Drums. Yeah. Um, you've seen his, like, stained glass Legacy of the Beast yeah. kit. That's yeah. Sonor. So, yeah. Sonor. I keep saying Sonar. Yeah. Um, the Book of Souls tour, he had that gold Sonor drum set. Yeah. He just announced that he's leaving Sonor and going to British Drum Co. Yeah. Um, there's a video on social media that has, like, Welcome Nico McBrain. And um, Joe Lazarus is also on uh, British Drum Co. Okay. So Nico's kind of coming over and they're getting the same sponsor- sponsorship company. Yeah. Because uh, I was kind of wondering why he would leave Sonor. He's always had good things to say about him. Exactly. Um, and he, t- Nico, or Joe, Joe Lazarus tweeted something about, like, so happy that Nico's joining him on British Drum Co. Yeah, or whatever. Co, yeah. I can't remember the exact. So they're lining on the same company, yeah. too. He yeah. also plays on the Iron Maiden soccer team. You know how Iron Maiden travels along while they're yeah, touring? That's right. They take on, like, local football, soccer clubs. Mm. So Maiden tweeted a picture of their football team after yeah. or before one of the games. And Joe Lazarus is on the team. And he tweet, retweeted it and said, I only played for 15 minutes and totally face-planted, but we won 6-2. Mm. So he's, obviously, he's pretty in tight with Maiden if he's playing on Steve Harris's soccer team with him. Yeah. You know what I right. mean? So I'm not saying I have any facts yeah. or any inside information or anything. No. All I'm saying is, and I would love if people that are listening to this would write me back yeah, and email us, Facebook, Twitter, and let me know what you think. But this is basically a rundown of it. We have Nico has lots of issues. We heard him mention over the years, um, making comments about how hard it's getting to tour. We have an ex-Rodium Iron Maiden, Steve Newhouse, on the Satellite 664 podcast said that there's like plans in place if Nico can't continue. Yep. He didn't give any details or say anything else. He just said there's plans in place if Nico can't continue. Yep. Meaning, obviously, that means a new drummer. That's right. Um, and we have this guy, Joe Lazarus. He grew up in the Maiden family. He's an insanely perfect drummer. Tons of videos on YouTube of him doing, like, technically perfect Maiden songs. 
Like you can't get, you couldn't drum these songs any better. Mm. Um, he's literally in the Maiden family. He's Steve Harris's nephew. He's been playing Maiden songs on drums since he was five. According to Twitter and interviews, he like idolized Nico growing up. You know, that's his like drumming role model. Yeah. Um, pretty close with Nico since Nico gave him like a ride symbol personally. Yeah. Playing drums in Steve Harris's home studio, which he like confirmed on his YouTube comments that he made. Yeah. Um, he's recorded before with Steve Harris on Lauren Harris's album. It looks like from his Twitter, he's going to be playing with British Lion in January, which is yeah. playing drums with Steve Harris. Um, and he must already be like either traveling with Maiden if he's playing on their soccer team. Yeah. Or, you know, that might, I mean, that might have been a one off game that he played. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm speculating here. Yeah. Either way, here in really tight with Maiden if you're playing with Steve on his football team. Hmm. And now Nico's leaving Sonor and coming to join Joe Lazarus at the British Drum Company. Yeah. Might be totally unrelated. So I'm not saying I know anything, but like all these points, to me, all these things add up that this guy is the guy that's going to replace Nico. Yeah. Or at the very least, we can, I think we can agree comfortably that he's the contingency plan right now. Yeah. Or I don't want to start any rumors. Like, yeah. Rumor, like, rumor yeah. initiated. You can't <laughs> stop it now, Nesbitt. It's out But there. I'm just laying out my reasons yeah. that I think this. Yeah. So that's all my reasons that I think this. Yeah. So I'll leave it up to whoever's listening to this to make up their own mind. If that's they right. also think that Joe Lazarus is going to be replacing Nico. Mm. Um, if it's supposed to be a secret or something, like I found out all this in about an hour of Googling yeah. and looking through his Twitter. It's not like he's, they're hiding it or anything. Yeah. I'd really like to hear what other people think about that. Yeah. Um, I, the only thing, the only two things, well, not two things, the only real thing immediately that strikes me that would be a strike against him yeah. would be that if it was already planned, there wouldn't be as much stuff on social. You know the way they are? They lock yeah. everything down. That's the only thing that I think. Otherwise, you know, he's probably in waiting. Not only that, you can imagine from Nico's perspective, like, or Nico's perspective, he doesn't need the money. He yep. probably doesn't want to let him down. There's another album coming. It's not I'm 68 and drumming. It's I'm going to be 72 and drumming. Yeah. You know, so it's going to happen eventually. And if he worked out, like, I guarantee you he'd retain all of his rights and all kinds oh, yeah. of royalties. And they'd bring this kid in. And the kid, the, the, or not kid, but younger Lazarus. Yeah. They'd bring him in. And he'd make more money than he's ever made in his life. And they wouldn't even notice it. And, yeah, you know, maybe. he'd be taken care of by Steve directly and indirectly. And, and he'd get his cut of the band. And I guarantee you Nico would basically have him, like, sub it in for him. And yeah. The, so I don't know yeah, if he a lot of ways financially a fill in like a fill in when Nico can't yeah. like for some shows yeah or maybe Nico would still record and he'd be the touring drummer that's another that's option that's another option because well let's yeah. actually now that we're just taking this another yeah, step yeah now we we're just now we're sure. super speculating but it's okay yeah. but remember if, if we're tr- if we're right that a new album's been recorded then it was likely already recorded by Nico Right. right, so it was. I Which think means that the new tour, he'll yeah. still be back up, right? Which means yeah. that he wouldn't actually be on an album if this was occurring, right? Until um, allegedly, supposedly, anyway. possibly, definitely yeah. happening. Huge <laughs> load of smoke here. Now, I don't I, want everyone to be yeah. like they said for sure on talking. I maybe can't wait till that, we get this. I'm yeah. gonna get this on a clickbait. All I'm site. saying is, yeah. Yeah. I saw this evidence, and that's that's what I think. That's personally what I think. Yeah, I'd love to hear if other people agree with me. Yeah, yeah. But all signs, I think, point to him. And I gotta say. Yes. If they're going to get someone to replace Nico, this guy's pretty much Maiden family. Yeah, he He's is. literally Maiden family. He's Steve Harris's nephew. Yeah. And if you go to YouTube or his Twitter mm-hmm. and look at the videos he has up, it's yeah. like, 
I think the drumming position couldn't be in better hands. This guy is insanely good. Drummer. Interesting. It's really, really good. That's go f- go on YouTube and look up Joe Lazarus and watch his cover of he does Alexander the Great. Yeah. Man, his drumming is it's crazy how good it is. He's really good. Yeah. yeah. Every single one of them are, yeah. But especially that Alexander the Great one. I was like my jaw dropped when I was watching him play it. Yeah, it's food for thought. It's yeah. interesting. Could yeah. happen. Yeah, it's pretty mm, cool. We will see. So something I wanted to talk about was Eddie Trunk interviewed Steve Harris on his Sirius XM show. Yeah, full disclosure, I got that queued up. I haven't listened to it yet. Yep. Um, yeah. Not really any news in there. Um, everything he asks Steve and the callers ask him. Steve's always like, uh, I'm not going to rule it out. Who knows? Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not giving they, any answers. Didn't they get into the Judas Priest touring with them? Wasn't that the Well, okay. So first Eddie asked him about like doing an Iron Maiden cruise someday. And Steve's like, I don't know. I'm not going to rule it out. That'd be, that'd be up for it, maybe. You know what I mean? He's giving yeah. these non-answers. Someone called in and asked him about Maiden and an orchestra doing an album. And he said the same thing. Like, oh, that'd be interesting. Maybe someday. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's not going to give you any yeah. actual news. Um, yeah. He did say that Invaders is not one of his strongest songs, but he said it's all right. And he kind of got into that, like, Total Eclipse should have been on the album and Gangland shouldn't have been. Oh, cool. Thing. So we did admit that, but we all kind of knew that already. Everybody knew that, yeah. Um. He says that they played Invaders Live, which I remember I couldn't... We always said that Maiden had never played Invaders Live, but he claims that they did. Really? So maybe they did. I don't know. Mm. But there's not a lot of news. Um, he mentioned, again, that it was Rod Smallwood that came up with the Legacy of the Beast set list. Okay. Not... Mm, interesting. But we mentioned that before, I think, once a long time ago. But they asked him about a new album. He said, yeah, we're, like, we're going to have new music in the future, but he didn't say anything like concrete yeah. or... What, no offense. So no what, news, really. <laughs> no news. Wouldn't that be, in some ways, one of the weirdest and lamest cruises? As much as I'd love an Iron Maiden cruise, it'd just be like people like me and you. It'd just be a bunch of dudes getting drunk, following those guys around a boat. The poor guys would be like, drove off their mind, wouldn't we? We'd all be just like, you'd be listening to Maiden for like seven yeah. days. Everyone, I saw Yannick at the salad bar. The t- yeah, I saw yeah. The toilets would be a mess, right? Everyone would just be by day three, red well, There's so many of these like heavy metal cruises, right? Yeah. There's like a ton of them. So, I don't know. What, they just amazing. fly in for a day. Is that what happens in the rest? No, you go on the cruise with the bands, and the bands are on the cruise ship with you. Yeah. You but, play on the ship. But they only play for like a day, I guess. There's a Man. Monsters of Rock cruise. That British line is actually playing on. And that has, like, Tesla, Crocus, Extreme, Winger, Autograph, Faster Pussycat, Slaughter. Uh, the 40-plus bands. It leaves from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Wow. February 2020 for five days and five nights. Oh, my for God. Five day, yeah, five days and four nights? Five days. I don't know. Oh, my God. The details. You know, like, there's all these ladies, like, where do I meet a guy? I'm like, just go. If you can tolerate a metal dude, just oh, yeah. go to that boat. If you're in the you middle, be, if, you're... if you're a half, you know, you just comb your hair. You know, you're not yeah. going to be able to move. That's yeah. going to be all dudes. Yeah. Any Anyone that's, like, totally into metal. Well, there's, be oh, a lot of, there's a lot of female metal chicks that would, yeah. like, love to be on a maiden cruise. I would be the first person to buy a ticket on a maiden cruise. That'd be yeah. awesome. Do you know what would be funny, though? Like, everyone in, on a cruise, because you expect people to be wearing, like, cruise clothes. But then, you know, whenever you're around metal people, we all are wearing the same stuff, like black oh, yeah. shirts, black jeans, and black pants, sweaters. Like, we're always wearing the same stuff, you know? It's like, I always yeah. do it, too. It's just like you go into <laughs> uniform, right? Yeah. And it's so funny. Everyone would be like, you know, black jean shorts, you know? Like, there'd be people in, like, the sweltering heat with, like, a jean jacket on. <laughs> yeah. Right? Long hair and sunglasses, just eight pints in. Man, a maiden cruise. Like, that would be deadly. Yeah. Well, Eddie brought it up because he had just returned from one. And Steve was just like, oh, that sounds all right to me. You would have to check it out with the management. Yes. You know what I mean? He was just, 
He was entertaining the thought, but he didn't commit to it or anything. He wouldn't do it, but oh my god, that would be so amazing. He's doing it with British Lion. Yeah, he so, is. Yeah. yeah, and it's funny then that he didn't. Did he? Did he bring that up? In the he discussion? didn't in an interview. No, mm. but I just read that in other places. But this whole Judas Priest Iron Maiden yeah. tour rumor. So this all started. I heard an interview on I think it was AudioIncRadio.com. Mm. Ian Hill, who's the bass player for Judas Priest, back in May. This was someone asked him about you know, Maiden, or asked him if there's any bands that he'd like to tour with or something. And he says, um, there's always the big question of Judas Priest and Iron Maiden. That would be really interesting if we could get that together before some of us die. It'd be great. Mm. So he just said that, and that was all I was to it. That's really nothing, right? Yeah. And then uh, Rob Halford, they interviewed him, and they asked him, and he said, my dream had always been to have a big four of the UK. Without turning this into a kind of depressing way, I'd always dreamed of Black Sabbath, Motorhead, and Priest, and Maiden as the big four doing something in the UK. Sadly, two-fourths of that is gone, but the music lives forever. That's the main thing. So he kind of was talking about it, but not saying anything was planned. And then on this Eddie Trunk interview, Steve Harris said, basically, I've got a quote here. He says, I suppose the management has got to get their heads together and make something like that happen. But yeah, why not? I suppose the fans can push for it to happen. We'll see. Yeah. So he didn't say anything. So they're not shooting it down. So all these yeah. clickbait, garbage, heavy metal websites, they yeah. just like ran with it and yeah. just came, you know, you know what they're like. They're like, yeah, but the, possible tour, but you know what I mean? I suppose it's possible. It can be, but also. But you can't run a headline about something that, I don't know. Oh, well, I'll push back at you. Okay. okay. So there's the whole clickbait nonsense. Yeah. Fair enough. But then there's the whole Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather, which is where you use the articles to justify. Like every one of these articles is full of people going, oh, my God, that would be amazing. Yeah. And this is not an unknown. Like they toured together before. Remember yeah. they did a few shows? Yeah. What was the background on that? Oh, Maiden Open for Priest. Yeah. Start out. yeah. That was way back, right? Yeah. That was the early years. Yeah. So um, they, they do know each other from back in the day. They've always been positive with each other. And now I would say that the dynamics probably switch. Like, Iron Maiden need them less, probably. I don't think either of them need, need the other. other. That's why no, I think it would true. never happen. Why would the two bands tour together? Yeah, fair enough. Like, Maiden or Priest are going to sell out wherever. That's true. Why, what would be the benefit of them touring together? Yeah. For each band, I mean. Unless they just want it. Well, I don't know. I couldn't see, like... And yeah, there'd be the whole headliner thing, right? Yeah, like, who would headline that? it out, right? You've got, like, Maiden and Priest, which is bigger. Priest's been around mm-hmm. longer. Yeah. You know? But Maiden, Maiden's I would argue, kind of bigger now. Now, with all the, well, the top of their game. I was going to say with all original members, but how do you judge what's an original member? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, uh, for th- for those comments, you're going to have to listen to the last hundred, <laughs> however many episodes. So one of these websites that I was saying were like clickbait garbage websites. Yeah, they said that they had an anonymous source that Iron Maiden and Judas Priest are planning to tour with Testament, Obituary, and the Raven Age, and it was going to be called the Metal Legions Tour. And then they said it's going to uh, it's going to start next spring. Yeah. But then after that came out, Maiden just announced all their tour dates for next spring. So obviously this was like a little crap. False. Yeah. I'm calling fake news. I think that was just like I have an anonymous source that told me like yeah. I can say I have an anonymous source tell me the next Maiden album is going to be like a triple album. Yeah. It's like I'm not saying who the source is. It could just be like my neighbor who doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I know. I know. I don't know. I hate like I'm so turned from all this like internet news and these like metal head 
I don't know, headlines and stuff. Yeah, they're always churning stuff, yeah. right? It's always, you know. Metalheadzone.com. Yeah. Never r- click on them. Never If you can block them somehow from your, like. Yeah, you just gave them a shout out. They're the worst, <laughs> the worst website ever. Yeah. Okay, metalheadzone.com had this headline and said, D. Snyder reacts to Bruce Dickinson of Iron Maiden. He's a liar, in quotes. And I was like, why would he say that Bruce Dickinson's a liar? This is the quote from D. Snyder. Someone said, hi, D. Saw an interview with Bruce Dickinson. He says he doesn't play an instrument. And D. says, I think Bruce has told a white lie. Like myself, he can probably play a little, but I'm guessing not enough to create with. So that's what he said. And then the headline is, in quotes, in all caps, he's a liar. Same thing. And I'm like... That's not clickbait at all. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know. actually clicked on that one. That was I the know. one that turned me from this website. I know. I know. Never again. <laughs> yeah. And that brings me to all this Bruce Dickinson divorce stuff. People are, like, sending me all these links. Yeah. And, like, I just, I'm not clicking on them. I don't care, man. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, it's just, it's all personal life, life stuff. It doesn't have anything to do with Maiden. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's like they make up what they want in the headline. And then when you get in there, they don't... Justify the well, by then, crap. They made the well, money, one of the I guess. articles about Bruce Dickinson's divorce. They called yeah. him Brian, Brian Dickinson, Brian Dickinson. And I was like, this, like, this is the worst reporting I've ever seen. Oh, Brian Dickinson. Yeah, and uh, Bruce's has, name like... is Paul. Why can't these people get <laughs> that right? It's, it's not Brian Dickinson. It's Paul Bruce. Dickinson. <laughs> it's Paul Bruce. Yeah, but I can see like Bruce or Steve got divorced yeah. during the X Factor. Yeah, and it kind of put a dark tone on the album. That's right. So we we mentioned it, but we didn't get into the details. We didn't say like his wife was named this, and this is what happened. And you know what I mean? Yeah. But we mentioned it because it affected the music. But like, I don't really care about all this personal life stuff. I don't really want to get into it. Now, if they come out with like some kind of song on their new album about like, you know, yeah. he was in a little relationship and he broke his heart or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, then I'd be like, okay, this now we'll talk about it because it's actually there's a song about it. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to get into like personal his personal crap. situation yeah, yeah I, I don't know I mean it's it's out there a lot of crap. people have messaged us and said are you going to talk about this I know this? a lot of people yeah. and I, I never messaged any of them back well, I don't want to get into this whole no. like tabloidy thing it's just we're not like, getting into it it's his personal life I don't know from all intents and purposes everything I've seen is yeah. his, his, his kids have come out and yeah. they've they had a separation and, yeah, they've been and he's moved on with his so life it's not and, like it's like yeah. thing that happened it's and like, they, he separated from Maiden for a while and they stayed good and they came back they try to spin it into this big like headline and it's like not really any story there. Just, I don't know. Yeah, and you know what? It amazes me that these guys, their lives are as stable as they are over a period of time. I'm surprised. Yeah, with the lifestyle they have yeah, as far as like touring and you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I just wish them well. Yep. Yeah. Something we never really discussed is all the feedback we got from the 100th episode. Mm. That was like over a month ago. Yeah. But we got a lot of feedback from that. Tons. Yep. Tons. Yeah. I don't want to get into it all now. <laughs> no, no, no. Save that one for 200. I got one person, a guy from named Tony. Yeah. Uh, sent me a message and it says Nesbit, but he spelled Nesbit with two T's. I'm a Nesbit with one T. Oh, oh just rip it up. <laughs> rip it he up. He says, Nesbit, I figured you would get more talk on Sam Phillips from the Hell to Eternity video. I watched it on YouTube and you were correct about her. She's great with three exclamation points. Three exclamation yeah. points. That's the girl that played oh. uh, Charlotte the Harlot. In the, yeah, I remember the motorcycle. He says hell to eternity. It's here to eternity. Here to eternity. Yeah. Well, he was distracted. He was typing with one hand, <laughs> <laughs> which begs the question why he was writing you an email. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I had a whole ton of stuff fan. on her. I had a ton Nesbitt. of stuff on her. And uh, mm. I never really got into it because I was like, tracked down a video that she was in. Yeah. And it was called like rock, rock star chicks or something like that. Yeah. 
And I actually pulled a quote by her. I never played it during the episode. Uh, here, I'll play it now. <laughs> it's just her talking about like working with Iron Maiden. People have this idea, especially if you've never, you know, met uh, a performer, a musician, and you kind of have them on this pedestal, like, oh my God, he's so beautiful, or he's got a great voice, and you know, you kind of idolize them a bit. And when you actually meet them, they're just normal people, and that's their job. Well, that's a quote I had from her. So that's for you, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> what a sweetheart. Tony, who's a fellow fan of uh, Samantha Phillips. <laughs> nice. Well, you know what? <laughs> I'm in. I'm on side. Yeah. I'm on team Samantha Phillips. I got some more uh, listener emails. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's from Brian in Dublin. Oh, yeah. I remember so, that one. That was a good one. Yeah. I think more could have been made on the maiden sound change between Samson and Burr. For me, Clive Burr's introduction had the singular biggest impact of anyone. Yes, more than Bruce or Adrian. Nico is an incredible drummer too, but the leap they made with Burr's introduction was enormous. Had they recorded Iron Maiden with Samson, it would not have made the impact it did. The shows equally would have been underwhelming. Yes, they could do it on a smaller stage, but without Burr, they would have struggled on the big stage. Yeah. So uh, I think that's kind of true. We never we kind of glossed over that. That's a fair point. Burr coming into the band was like made a huge change in the sound. That was huge, yeah. Yeah. He also yeah. said in his email that he has the Loopy Newhouse book and he bought it at the Cart and Horses before the O2 show in London. So he we were there. When yeah, he, he was there. there he was at the Cart and Horses yeah. at the same time as us. Oh, cool, yeah. So look through your uh, group pictures. <laughs> You'll yeah. probably see me and Josh in the background. And that's true. We were there. We that's were Brian chilling out. from Dublin. Brian from Dublin. And I got a message from Bill. Says t- who? Well, he took this Thin Lizzy playlist that I mentioned. Yes, we've gotten some Thin yeah. Lizzy letters lately, yeah. quite a few. And a few episodes back, I mentioned this Thin Lizzy playlist I made for you. Mm. And he listened to it, and he's now a Thin Lizzy fan. Oh wow! So making the playlist, yeah, I converted. You got to put it on a CD for me to Thin Lizzy. Oh yeah, I totally I'm a, will. I'm in truck truck yeah, CD yeah. mode now. <laughs> right, it's all it's all CDs and cassettes for me. I'm old school. And we got another email on a similar kind of vein from a guy named Tim. Yeah. He says, one of the elements I like most are your references to other bands, influences, and so on. I've since listened to and really enjoyed more Blaze, Night Demon, Thin Lizzy, and so on. Quite often, one of you will say something like, these are the top five Thin Lizzy songs, or these are the best tracks that whoever wrote. I wonder if it's an idea to put these bands and track names into the podcast notes or on the website. I can never remember them, and I have I have to faff about trying to find them again in the podcast. Just a short songs mentioned in this podcast somewhere would be cool. Anyway, just an idea. I'll keep listening if you can't be arsed doing it. Yeah. Now that's... It's a good idea, except we just come up with these things off the top of our head most of the time. We do, and we don't try and script it too much. And I don't have, like, the lists written down. I would have to also faff about trying to find them out from old episodes of the podcast. Faff about. It is funny. The the tangential stuff sometimes is interesting. It's it's a a debate that we've had off the air about how far we go for Maiden Mm. and what we can do. And that's a challenge. You know, like Night Demon has a connection to Maiden. And, right. and Jarvis is big yeah. time into it. And Blaze yeah. is, was in Maiden. Thin Lizzy so, is a big influence. Yeah, Thin Lizzy. There's all kinds yeah. of all covers and links. All these bands pretty much popped up yeah. because of something we were talking about related to Maiden. Yeah. Sort of. But it's funny. Like, I'd agree with him in the sense, like, especially with Blaze and, and Night Demon. I mean, I've got all the Night Demon CDs and Blaze loaded up my truck right now. And yeah. other than Peace of Mind, that's all I've been listening to. Yeah. And I'm just, like, rocking out, loving it, you yeah. know? And uh, they're awesome. I've been listening to a lot of Peace of Mind, but also mm. Virtual Eleven I've been sneaking yeah. in there, that, too. That's next. For, yeah. so. That's after Peace of Mind. Yeah. Anyway, that was an email from Tim from Scotland. Tim from Scotland. Yeah. 
I think nice. I also mentioned Sloan on one episode. Yeah. And listed off like my top. I have like a top 100 Sloan songs playlist. Yeah. And I think I listed well, there was, uh, there was something. In the Urchin episode, um, which we just released, the um, th- there was a reference. I found a few of the songs were a bit Sloanish. Now, I'm not a Sloan yeah. fan like you. Yeah. I just remember them back in the late 90s. Yeah. Remember the lines you amend when that track was oh, yeah. Like yeah, there was the, the album song. there and the one before. Yeah. Those were the two I had. Yeah. I, I don't even have them now. Yeah. But I, I loved Sloan back then. But they, to me, they were like a local band because they were Halifax. Yeah, they were from and Halifax. And I never – they just kept getting bigger, but I'd moved yeah. on. I don't know. I didn't really track them from there on. Yeah. So, yeah, that's one of those bands that I got into yeah. with their, like, first EP. I actually saw them before their first album came out. I saw yeah. them in uh, New Brunswick. Really? And uh, they didn't have an album out yet. And I was just hooked. Right? Yeah. Well, they were supposed to be, like – Sloan was supposed to be the Canadian, like – well, they were saying that Halifax was like the Seattle of Canada. Yeah. And that was like where this big grunge explosion was supposed to happen. Because yeah. they were kind of grungy on their first album, like That's noisy true. sounding. And then they did like an about face on their second album. Yeah. But I'm like you, I switched to CDs. Yeah. Like I'm not doing any more Bluetooth pairing. Whatever. I can't do it. Yeah. I just took all my CDs and I, upstairs in my living room right now, I have a CD player and mm. I have like the Sloan discography there. Mm. And that's all that's up there right Background now. listening, CDs, driving listening, CDs, pay attention, sit down, enjoy it, LP. Yep. That's kind of where I'm at. That's kind of where I am too. Yeah. I've also like de-apped my phone. I've yep. like left like a bunch of social media. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to grow a beard and I'll live in the woods. <laughs> I'm sick of everything, man. I'm, I've just become like a albums. curmudgeon, man. I'm true. I like, I don't listen to hardly any, like that's not true. Yeah. I do listen to streamed music, but in my car I don't and at home I don't. Yeah. At, at work, when I'm sitting on my work computer, I have, like, a tab open, and I stream music. Yeah. But, that's, you know, I'm basically back to CDs and LPs now. I know, yeah. curmudgeonly old. Oh, curmudgeon. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, i got to say, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying CDs. Oh, so much easier. Oh, man. And I, like, I don't know, the physical, having something physical in your hand, I just, I don't know. I yeah. don't feel like I have anything. If, I, if you give me an album yeah. to listen to, yeah. and I go stream it and listen to it, it's like, okay, it's, it's like you heard it on the radio a bunch of times. Yeah. But I don't actually, like... I want to have it. <laughs> I don't know. It's I know. Weird. Oh, man. And, you know, like, we've much lamented my, you know, Spotify, Google. Oh, you, yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't believe what's going on with my podcast now. You wouldn't even believe it. <laughs> I've literally, you like. You the, like, most technical I've, trouble <laughs> I've ever heard of of For a guy ever. who, like, literally is a programmer. Like, I, I just, I in my own life, I'm useless <laughs> yeah, at it. Figure like, out Spotify or I Google know. Music or I Untapped. Know. I, I know. Check your and I like and build like, okay, information. I build information <laughs> systems and ask for people, but when it comes to like setting something up, I just get so mad yeah. and I just throw it at my ID guy and I'm like, <laughs> fix it. I'm losing my mind here. Uh, literally, Player FM, the podcast thing. Yeah. I've I've broken it. And oh really? I'm I gonna, use that every day. I'm going to play it for you after because okay. it's literally I've broken it. I've deleted it, restarted my phone, reinstalled it, everything. I've proven that I, I cannot be trusted with technology. Maybe you so, put some kind of like magnetic field out of your body that like fries. Who knows what? what it's something like this. I totally busted it. You're not going to believe it. Okay. <laughs> You're not going to believe it after. I'll show you. Got another email from a guy in Wales. Yeah. His name is Kieran. I think it's Kieran. That's Kieran. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it should be Kieran. That's yeah. because that's that's it's Welsh Gaelic. So, so he said, discovered the podcast a few weeks ago. Absolutely mm. loving it. Uh, you guys are hardcore as it gets. Blah 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 blah. Started with episode one. Up, to, he's on currently on episode forty. Um, so he'll hear this in like three years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you ever return to the UK for a maiden gig, uh, end up in Wales. This time I'll buy you both a pint. Oh, cool! Free uh, pint. Up the irons. Oh, I don't know if you've covered this yet, but have you seen Bruce's Chemical Wedding movie about Alistair Crowley? 
If so, what did you think about it? Yeah. So you're only up to episode 40. Yeah. Episode 50, which you might be up to by now. We talked about it. Yeah. Um, I saw it. It's okay. Yeah. I have it on DVD. Bruce wrote the screenplay. I also have the book of it, which is like the, it's like a book. It's like a novelization of the movie. Mm. Like, I think it came after the movie. Um, and I think I have the script to it somewhere too, in uh, PDF form. Uh, yeah, not that it's a very good movie. It's no. just, it was like a maiden tie-in. There's a bunch of references to Aleister Crowley, right? Yeah. That's like a bunch of stuff he does. So we discussed in episode 50. Yeah. When we were talking about Halloween and horror movies. And I feel like we did it recently, didn't we? I don't know if we talked about it recently. Yeah. But we talked about The Chemical Wedding and we talked about Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. Yeah. Because they have maiden tie-ins with like the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, This movie, The Chemical Wedding, Bruce wrote the screenplay. All three of Bruce's kids are in it. Uh, Austin and Griffin are extras in like some of the student scenes in the yeah. college. And his daughter is plays a blind man's daughter. And Bruce is the blind man. And Bruce is also a, a landlord at the beginning of the film. In one of the first oh. scenes, he has a bit part. But that episode, episode 50, we talked about that. Mm. Um, probably about as much as I just did. <laughs> yeah. But I made, a bun- there's a bunch of clips in there that are kind of like inside jokes to Maiden. Yeah. And so I went back and found the clips from when we were talking about it. And I put them all together. This is only like 30 seconds long. But uh, these are all the Maiden references and inside jokes from this movie. Can you illuminate Mr. Jones? Uh, Julius Caesar, the Mark Antony speech. The evil that men do lives on. Um, uh, people abused, abused by devil worshippers, their minds can be permanently scarred so that the evil lives on in them. Devil worship and evil. They invoke my scarlet ritual to produce a moon child. Yeah. So basically, they just dropped the evil that men do, Moonchild. Yeah. And then that part at the end, there's like a homeless guy who asks for change. And the guy just kind of like is rude to him. And he's like, Your time will come. And then the lyrics come in, your time will come. So yeah. there's a bunch of little maiden things in. It's not a very good movie, but anyway. No. There. We talked those, about that way too much. <laughs> those three moments aside. So basically, that if you're looking for maiden references mm. in the movie, you don't have to watch the movie now. <laughs> no. It's not a very good movie. Although, they could watch it and find another maiden reference, which you didn't. That's true. And therefore, win. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a big stack of emails. How many of these should we do? I'll do um, one or two more. Uh, I'm, these are long. I'm going to cut these down. So this is from Ben. He says, hey, gents, it's your geographically nearest fan, Ben from Newfoundland, checking in. Um, he, I'm not going to read all this. He's writing in because we, we're talking about Iron Maiden covers, because we're going to do an episode yeah. about Iron Maiden covers. Probably a great one, Peace of Mind, is over. Yeah. That one will come out. Um, he says, remember tomorrow as performed by Opeth. Uh, Opeth are a pretty well-known Swedish progressive metal band. While I've been a Maiden fan for much longer, we'll probably never love any band more. I've developed quite an appreciation for Opeth in recent years. Uh, anyway, he recommends that one as a Maiden cover, so we'll add that to our list. Cool. We're going to do a few cover up albums because we have a big list of like songs already. Did he Did he say where he's from in Newfoundland? He didn't. Ah, I should email him. Like, he sent that a long time ago, actually, and I totally Ooh. fell off the radar. Ah. 
So Fellow he probably newfie. was like, those guys never wrote me back. Yeah. Well, yeah. We got this one very recently from Aiden. He says, hey, guys, big fan of the show. I just wanted to give some hot takes. Josh, I know you love oh, hot no. takes. Oh, no, I love hot takes. Your comments about The Mercenary upset me because it's, in my opinion, the best song on Brave New World. And I'll say it. It's the best song since Bruce's return. We okay. talked about that on Rock and Rio. Okay. Uh, it's badass, catchy, awesome, and I love it. I also hate A Matter of Life and Death because it's incredibly boring, bad, and tedious. Flush the call. Flush the call. <laughs> my last hot Delete. take. Delete. Wait, get this hot take. I don't like Number of the Beast that much. It's too poppy, and some of the vocals are laughably bad. See Oof. Gangland. Peace of mind and killers are way better. Yeah. Thanks for reading my stupid comments, and feel free to bash me for my oh, opinions. Oh, man. <laughs> hot takes all over the place. But yeah. uh, like I would say, like your opinion can be wrong. If that's what you feel, then that's it. You <laughs> He's that I mean? guy at the party who like I don't want chocolate cake. I'll drink pickle juice instead. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. Matter of life and death is awesome. As long as you like give stuff a chance, I don't care oh, if you man. like it or not. It's like when I give my kids food and I put it in front of them, and they're like, I don't like it, and I'm like, you didn't even try it. Yeah. Like, you eat two pieces of it, and if you don't like it, you don't have to eat the rest. Yeah. <laughs> so if you've like listened to Number of the Beast. Yeah. A bunch. And you still don't like it, then that's eat the, it. Eat it's your this, opinion. Eat this, kids. I don't like it. You're worse than Uncle Josh worse, with Kiss. You're worse than Aiden <laughs> with the number of the beast. <laughs> yeah, you're worse than that Aiden right. with the number of the beast. But anyway, he uh, that's a lot of hot takes. Yeah. Doesn't like a matter of life and death. Uh, yeah. I read a lot of people that don't like it. They, I don't know. Yeah. A lot of people like that. There's yeah. a certain maiden that they like. There, there's a lot of people that don't like it. There's a lot of people that are gluten-free. <laughs> I'll leave it there. I'll leave it right also, there. Also, the mercenary. Yeah. We weren't did. very hard did on that at all in Rock and Rio. I remember saying that it. W- I thought it was an awesome that's song. What I'm, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, I think all I said was We haven't that done the album yet. I said that's it was a up. weird pick yeah. to throw in the set list over Fallen Angel and Out of the Silent Planet. I think that's what I said. Yeah. Because I think that the Fallen Angel and Out of the Silent Planet are better songs. But Fair I also enough. did, I think I went out of my way to say The Mercenary was awesome. I don't think we are very hard on it, but... I don't know. I don't know if that's your favorite second era <laughs> Bruce song. Like, and... <laughs> the guy doesn't like Number of the Beast. He's like, how could you be hard on Mercenary? You guys are... <laughs> no, fair play to him. Good. Thanks for writing that in. It's a good bit. Yeah, look, sometimes, you know, he probably agrees on a hundred other things. He picked oh, the, yeah. the few to get yeah. to get a good slap. Oh, yeah. He said feel free for to make fun of Go my for it. So there we did. There you go. I am... Blaze Bailey, you're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast, possibly the best podcast in the world. I'll leave dates. Yes. One thing that you'll notice, no Raven Age. No Raven no Age. No Raven Age for this leg of the tour. No. Remember we were talking about how awesome it would be if, as they toured, they kind of picked up a local band. From, yeah. They're kind of doing something. Actually, they're not really, because these bands are not anywhere from, they don't correspond to the places that they're playing. But they they have, like, different opening bands for different little sections of the tour. Yeah. A few of the shows are Kill Switch Engage again. Yeah, they were good. They're an American band formed in 2000. We saw the end of the saw the very end of them doing Holy Diver at one of the mm. London shows. Um, I'm not really into them, but uh, here's a clip of Kill Switch Engage.
So let's kill switch engage. They're opening for the Australian and New Zealand dates. Nice. Um, then uh, there's a band called Orphaned Land. Uh, they're opening in Israel for the Israel show. They're an Israeli heavy metal band, and they were formed in 1991 under the name Resurrection. Now they're called Orphaned Land. Uh, here's what they sound like. So that's Orphan Land. I don't know. Yeah. I never heard of them before, but maybe Orphan they're big in, Land. In, maybe they're big in Israel. I don't know. Mm. Um, Disturbed is opening for a few shows. Uh, so they're from Chicago. They're opening for Maiden in Bremen, Germany. Um, this is a clip of Disturbed. I think a lot of people have heard of Disturbed. They're pretty popular. That's Disturbed. Mm. Uh, I'm not a big Disturbed fan. I always yeah. lump them in with like Corn and Limp Biscuit, that new metal. You know what I mean? Yeah. I always put them in my mind in the same category. I think they just came around the same time. Yeah. But I was never, I never really got into them. They sound familiar to me, but yeah. I'm not a fan. I'm not a big fan of like the new metal sound. Mm. So. Yeah, I don't know. I may be the right bands. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> not those guys. Um, there's another band opening in Germany, Sweden, and Russia called Airborne. They're an Australian band formed in 2003. Hmm. These guys are awesome, and I wish they would open the next time we see Maiden. shake you all night long. <laughs> what the hell is <laughs> that? Know. That's an ACDC cover band. Yeah, they sound a lot like ACDC. Mm. Oh, yeah, I got no problem with that, though. They're, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's kind of blatant, though. They even have the with same like riff. a little bit of, like, hair metal thrown in. You know what I mean? A little bit. No. It's no? Just ACDC. That's <laughs> just ACDC, ACDC as in. close as they could possibly get to it without even trying to disguise it. It is very similar. I agree. Yeah. Um, there's another band opening um, for a few German dates called Lord of the Lost. Yeah. which I looked up. Um, they're like a German gothic metal band from mm. Hamburg. Um, very dark and very gothic and very German. They have like the makeup and this big mythology. Kind of like how Ghost has that like backstory. But mm. like, this seems way more in depth. Yeah. So did you ever stumble on something that like you never heard of before and you realize like there's this huge thing going on? So apparently these guys are huge. They have... Six studio albums, five EPs, and 30 music videos. I've never heard of them before, but they're like, uh, I don't know, 
they're not the type of metal that I would listen to. If you go to their website, there's a 21-page PDF document that explains, like, the mythology behind their latest album and this ancient race called the Pangeans and their gods and their demons. Oh, my stuff. God. They're, like... They're a band made for you. <laughs> and it's, like, there's a summary of, like, the runes and how to translate from these runes into English. And you can download the runes as a font for your computer. Oh, my God. <laughs> they're seer stones and all that stuff. Yeah, they're, like... Anyway, it's not any kind of metal that I'm really into, mm. but... I don't know. I appreciate that they're so like in depth with their. They really are, you know, going in <laughs> full force. Uh, this is what they sound like. So they're wow. yeah, I never heard of them before, but apparently they're like huge. Six albums and thirty music videos and five EPs. Wow, Lord of the Lost. Wow, they remind yeah. me of Ramstein. These vocals Just the are vocals awesome. Is what yeah. reminds me, yeah. But anyway, they're uh, never heard of them before. Interesting. Another band that's opening for Maiden, Alter Bridge. They're from Florida. Uh, we talked about them before. Miles Kennedy. Remember he did an acoustic version of the Trooper. We talked about that. Yeah, that was the guy that we you know I didn't like it. You yeah. Like it. So he's that, was, singer. that was a long time ago. Yeah. He's yeah. the singer and guitarist. He's also the lead singer in Slash's band when Slash tours. Oh, that's right. Um, so this is Alter Bridge. So, not very metally, but they're like a hard rock band. Yeah. I don't really know Alter Bridge. Uh, I looked it up. Alter Bridge is, you know that band Creed? Hmm. It's Creed. And the guys from Creed went on to do this band with Miles Kennedy. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I had no idea. Because I hear about Alter Bridge all the time, but like, I don't know. I had no idea. So anyway, that's what happened to Creed when Scott Stapp went solo. Really? They formed this band, yeah. So they've lined up all these bands and all these dates. Yeah. That's a lot of work. Yep. So. Well, most of these bands would just be like, you went over me and then, yeah, like, uh, we're going to yeah. have to cancel that. There's a couple up. more here. I'll just, I'll get through these quick because I don't want to get bogged down in these opening bands. There's this band called Within Temptation. They're a Dutch metal band opening in Poland, Portugal, and Spain. And these guys don't sound very metal to me at all. Long enough to know it's all in I don't know. This doesn't sound very metal-y. It seems like a weird match mm. for Maiden. It's like ABBA mixed with metal. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, last band I'm going to talk about is Avatar. They're a Swedish band. 
the guys in the band were makeup. The lead singer, you know, remember that movie, The Crow with Brandon Lee? He looks like I that. I do. He looks do, like that. Yeah. That was an awesome movie, by the way. And I kind of Googled them a bit. They have a concept album about an owl who goes to war to stop the sun from rising. Yeah. <laughs> They're very, like, I don't know. They're opening for Maiden in Paris. So I've never heard of them before, but anyway, they're opening. Be interesting. So it's cool that they dropped the Raven Age and now they're like getting like regional. Well, they're not regional bands because they're not from the regions they're playing. But like, you know what I mean? Like they hit a region. and They're shaking it up a bit. Yeah, which I like. That's kind of cool. Oh, I think we've we've been at that since how long? I know. We've been complaining about this. Yeah, we've been complaining. So this is fantastic. Yeah. Not all the bands are our faves, but hey, look, you know what? Who knows what they're going to do with these slots? You know, they could really... Up their game. Who knows? Yep. It's an opportunity for all of them. Yeah. Like yeah. so, why not? Why not cherish it? I think it's great. Yeah, I think it's great too. Yeah, fantastic. So three full months of maiden touring. But it up. answers the question, the debate we had before: Are they coming back to North America? And no, no. I don't so, think so yeah, yeah, they're hitting places they haven't been yet. Yeah. Another thing I want to talk about. This is kind of. I don't think this is very well known. So batch four of the Digipacks, the remastered yeah. Digipacks are coming out. It has Dance of Death, A Matter of Life of Death, Final Frontier, Book of Souls, comes out tomorrow, which is the date that, the, like, when you're hearing this, it's out now, they're out now. There's A Matter of Life and Death, like, you know, the special edition that has, like, a little figurine and a patch. Yeah. So all the articles online are saying, like, the last batch of reissues is out November 22nd. I got the fan club magazine, which I don't hear of here in front of me. And in the fan club magazine, they say that there's another batch coming. There's Live After Death and four other live albums that are coming out remastered on Digipacks. Really? So I think it's going to be Live After Death and then probably Rock and Rio, Death on the Road, In Vivo, and Flight 666. Because they were okay. mastered for vinyl recently. Yeah. So I think those are probably the ones. Ooh. Would so you, the Digipacks would, are would, not done. There's but five more coming. Wouldn't they release Legacy of the Beast? Wouldn't that make sense? I don't know. Like, As a live album, I wish. Yeah, but I mean, you're doing it now, you know? They didn't say what the album is. Oh, it would be cool if they released. Yeah. Or, yeah, the live, cool. or the live chapter, it which would they be can cool monetize if, now. Because they said live after death yeah. and four others. Well, wait, now the live chapter, I have it on vinyl, and it came out on MP4, or MP3. No, it was MP4. The video, um, yeah. Yeah, did, did, they, uh, did they release a, a CD at the time? They didn't, did they? Yeah, there's a, a CD of live. Oh, there chapter. is. Yeah. God. They said forever. They said live after death and four other albums. Mm. So all of these batches have been four albums. This yeah. one's a five. Mm. So I wonder if this is their way of like dropping the legacy of the beast as a CD, which would be cool. Perhaps I could go for another maiden live album, even though it's like ninety percent songs that you've heard on other live albums. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's just, just more to buy. Different versions and different you know album art at this point. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh my god. Another thing, the Bruce Aris watch is sold out. Oh, wow. So uh, I have one of these Bruce Aris watches. You're, wearing, you're, wearing, you're holding it up now like <laughs> people on the, in the microphone could see it. He's, they made, he's I'm holding, holding it up, up close to the microphone. So they made 666 of these, and this is number 622. Yeah. So I was wondering how long they were going to stick around, but yeah. apparently they're sold out now. So Wow. That's uh, 
news. There you go. That's basically, an exp- <laughs> chance for me to uh, show my watch to show your watch <laughs> off again to the microphone. It's a Another, great watch, though. I'm going to go through some of these news stories now because we got pages and pages here. Mm. Iron Maiden's Nico McBrain apparently drops Sonor for British Drumco endorsement. Yeah. Um, the reason I bring this up is because they put a video mm. with Nico in it. And it's like, welcome, Nico, to the British Drum Co., whatever. And it says, I have a screenshot of it here, and it says, 14 albums spanning four decades. Mm. And if you think about it, 14 albums. Nico's only ever played on 13 albums. But they said 14 in this uh, press release video. So is that the one that they recorded that's not released yet? They also didn't say studio albums, so it's like... Well, then it would be way more. It would be way more. That says 14 albums. Mm. So it's almost like, mm. I don't know. Interesting. You know what I mean? Interesting. The math. If you do the math, that adds up. If you do the math. 17 studio albums. So yeah. uh, I wonder if that's like a hint that the new album is, you know, more evidence that the new album is done. Anyway, that's mm. the whole reason I wanted to bring that up. New British Lion album. January 17th is coming out. It's called The Burning. Available to pre-order as a limited edition vinyl, CD, digipack, and digital download. Uh, I got the track listing here. It's all online if you go to the British Album website, BritishLionUK.com. Mm. Um, back in October of 2018, they released the song uh, Spitfire. Uh, I think we played a clip of it back then. I remember we listened to this when me and you were driving out to go moose hunting. Remember? Yeah. This is a clip from that song. So that clip came out over a year ago, mm. uh, and now they released another track a year later as a preview of this album. I guess where he's so busy with uh, Maiden, mm. it's like hard for him to get stuff done. Um, this is a song called Lightning that they just released. Sounds promising. Mm. A lot better than the first British Lion album. I could not get into that first British Lion album. Yeah. The guy's voice didn't do it for me on the first one. I really, I bought it, put it in the car, yeah. listened to it a lot. And yeah. I know all the songs, but I just I, I can't get into it. Yeah, so for, for our listeners out there, British Lion is, is Steve Harris' side project. Yeah, so he's base, yeah. he's base on this as well. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get why he does it. I don't get it. I don't know, man. I, I think he wants to be touring all the time and maybe yeah. he takes breaks and he's like, I need something else to do. But like, okay... Where Steve, and he, I also read, yeah. heard interviews with him yeah. where he says he likes to go back and play in these little clubs. Okay, where Maiden's playing huge stadiums, and this is like little clubs, right? Fair enough. It's like it's a, it's a, like he's doing that Monsters of Rock. Yeah, cruise. Which he is gets pretty small. That's right, and he gets to do that stuff. Okay, I get that. Yeah, but when when Bruce goes out and does vocals, 
He's doing his vocals in a different way. He's also under his own control because Harris controls Maiden to yeah. to a good degree. Yeah. Uh, so he gets to act everything out there. You know, when Adrian did stuff on the side or whoever, yeah. we know that they're getting to experiment. And maybe in some ways they're just trying to show, hey, look, I got a little more than everything that I get to show on Maiden, yeah. which is fine. I get that. I do not get this. I don't get why a guy who who legitimately has enough Maiden and Maiden-related projects that all of us are demanding. Like, we're here talking, when's a new album coming out? There's yeah. live discs we want to see. Focus your energy on that. I get it that you might want to go play in a small club, put on a wig and go do a cover night, fine. <laughs> but this band, I don't know. I, I haven't spent a ton of time listening to them, but they're, yeah. they're subpar. I mean, you know, they're they're not... You, you get to play with Bruce Dickinson singing that guy, like... You know, I know people yeah. b- better than that. Like, yeah, this guy, his vocals right? don't really do it for that me. It just sucks. And that's what like, that's what finish the, the new album. album. Like, don't waste your time with this crap. The other thing I worry about, and when Jarvis was on the podcast, he mentioned he's like, don't use up all these good ideas on this band. Yeah, bring them to Maiden and see what can happen with them. That's right. So I don't he's know. right. Jarvis is right. Yeah, I just like I don't get this. I don't get it. I don't know. He just. You know? I think yeah. these are songs that he thinks are not like. And if you're so, well, then know. work them out. And not only that, then then give them to your son and, you know, let him write them. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, you can, you're working on them. I don't know. And man. I don't get it. It's just focus your energy. Like, don't you get burned out? I don't, I don't think know. Steve Harris gets burned out. I don't um, think it's possible for him to burn out. Like, he can he just seems Do like more just maiden stuff. You're still in your prime. Don't waste your time touring with these yeah. clowns. That's what I'm saying. Go that's back my and, two like, cents. edit I don't, some live video yeah. or put together a few more live albums yeah. from recorded stuff if that's where you want to put your energy. If there's someone, but I think if, it's something he just wants to wants to be doing. Yeah. A few of our listeners are, are big British Lion fans. Yeah, that's true. Fine. If they are, yeah. I don't care. That's I'm not into it. Yeah. Just, I don't want Steve Harris distracted. See, like, I'll buy this album and I'll yeah. give it a chance. I know that if Bruce... It, that new solo album comes out or whatever, yep. you know, the producer's apparently talking about. Apparently it's mostly done. Apparently it's yeah. mostly done. We both know that if that comes out or not, it's not going to hinder the Maiden timeline because Harris would never let it happen. Right. This stuff is indirectly going to hinder because as wired as he is, he still needs to sleep. And I, I just, it, the fact that he's in a small club, you know, living out his dream, absolutely fine. But the guaranteed there's, you know, he's having to do a tour with them. He's trying to fulfill his role with them. There's nights where he could be meeting with the executive team, mixing up new DVDs, Blu-rays, Pretty stuff that we want to buy. Totally. To buy, yeah. That, you know, I mean, you're, we're, look, we're rebuying. How many times do you own half of these CDs? You're rebuying, like, I come know. on. I know. We're going through peace of mind. And I have like you know, oh. six different peace of mind. Yeah. Yes. There you go. But, uh, well, they are touring. They have a full tour. Ugh, of, like Waste of uh, time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I, I look work on me. They're doing UK in yeah. the end last half of December. Yeah, January they're doing American dates: Florida, Texas, Tennessee. Um, you can BritishLineUK.com. All the tour yeah. dates are there. February going through the states too. So there's a lot. There's a full American January, February. Uh, imagine if it's forties. Imagine if it's forties and fifties. Einstein was like, you know what? I'm just going to play a lot of golf. I, I, it takes me back to when I was a kid. Like, where would the world be? Like, you know, no one in the future is going to be like, hey, man, the British Lion. I don't know, man. I think it's just something he needs to do. He just has to do it. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't know. I, don't I think, know. look, if you're bored, Bruce has a solution. <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> I'm know. just kidding. Well, the thing is, is it's not taking up. It is. I think he's just squeezing it in around Maiden. Yeah. That's why. How long ago do you think it was that last 
British Lion album came out? I don't care. It's 2012. <laughs> 2012. Yeah. Oh. So that's a long time ago. Yeah, fair enough. So for two, you know, he's basically just squeezing the thing between <laughs> those, me. Those other guys have been sitting around eating macaroni and cheese <laughs> for eight years waiting but I'll for give But I'll give this new <laughs> album a chance. Um, I've heard a, more songs than these mm. ones. I have a bootleg from Vakken in 2017. They played Father Lucifer, The Burning, Spitfire, Bible Black, and Last Chance at this uh, on this bootleg. Mm. And these are all songs from the new album. So I've heard five songs from the new album. Fair enough. I'll give it a chance when it comes out. But this new stuff sounds a bit better, so I'm going to give it a chance. Yeah. There's a lot of bands that have like a so-so first album and then hit their stride later. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, that's British Lion. Touring, new album, coming out in the new year. (laughs) Excellent. Great work. (laughs) Great work. But it's funny because there is a Dickinson solo album, Mm. apparently. He actually gave an interview with the South American magazine that I like... Google translated into English, mm. and uh, he said something about like how he has to finish this new album. It'll and he said like it'll come out the next it'll come out next year or the next one is what he said in this interview. So basically, he's not saying anything. Um, and then he said he wanted to go with Roy Z and do like a little tour. Mm. Um, this is in I can't remember where this. Maybe he'll take from. this this album and just polish it. To perfection, like he did with Paul Stepkowski. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just grumpy tonight. So this, like, is, <laughs> this is that album. He has an album yeah. called "If Eternity Should Fail." We talked about this yes. a lot. Yeah, it's a. Uh, uh, is he gonna do, redo the song? Like, yeah, he, he has his version, and that's really? gonna be the title track. And it's a concept album, so all that stuff on the Maiden album, but like Morpheus, mm. I, my name is Morpheus. You know what I mean? Interesting. That all ties into this whole concept that Bruce has for the solo album. Yeah. And Roy Z on his Facebook says he has 17 amazing songs just waiting. Mm. And, uh, yeah, there's, like, all kinds of stuff online about, like, this solo album. So it's coming out someday, but Mm. I don't know. So we've got a Dickinson solo album coming out at some time in the next year or two, maybe. British Lion album coming out. Probably a new Maiden album coming out. Mm. Adrian's autobiography is coming out May 14th, 2020. Yeah. Adrian also did a solo album in 2006, and it never came out. I don't know what ever happened to it. Hmm. He recorded one. Recorded it with Bernie Merdston from Whitesnake. 2006? Yeah. So I think that's probably lost. I don't know what ever happened to that. Hmm. I doubt it's going to ever come out. No. Um, a couple of other things. Uh, I'm not going to get into this stuff too deep. There's Steve Harris put a bass pedal out. It's called the Steve Harris SH-1, and it's like an effects pedal board thing for bass. Cool. Basically, it's called the Steve Harris SH-1 features all analog sans amp technology, two channel modes with individual game and level controls. Blend four active, four band active EQ and a byte switch to activate a Steve boost for extra clank and clarity. So basically he was touring with British Lion and he couldn't bring his full Maiden setup. Yeah. So he developed this pedal for like using in smaller clubs. And he says now he uses it on the Legacy of the Beast tour as part of his like kit or whatever oh cool so if you have the steve harris bass yeah like remember dave shuttleworth yeah the steve harris sh1 now if you want to uh get steve harris's bass tone nice <laughs> so i just thought i'd mention that there's a bunch i'm not going to get into this either there's a bunch of uh toys coming out they're fig biz action figures officially licensed five inch action figures they're like gi joe men the ones that we had like in the 80s oh cool 10 points of articulation and multiple accessories so there's a trooper Eddie that comes with a sword and a flag and a backpack. The doomsday Eddie with a machine gun and a handheld detonator. 
Uh, there's a killer, killer's Eddie with like the hatchet, and there's a cyborg Eddie with the laser guns. Nice. So those are some uh, toys. They're kind of expensive. I looked at the pre-order and I was like, Eesh. how much are they? I think they're like twenty something bucks each. Oh, seems a little. I don't know. It's probably comparing them to GI Joes I used to buy when I was like yeah, twelve you, years old. GI Joes were like six and eight bucks. <laughs> they probably were, yeah. No, and that, that's it. like thirty, forty bucks now. Yeah, that was thirty years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when you come home with a new GI Joe and open it up out of the? Oh my god! Oh, yeah. It remember, felt so good. Do you remember the store Consumer was distributing? No. I don't know if it was all over Canada, but it was like ahead of its time. Basically, you had the catalog. Yeah. You went in. There was no store. It was just a warehouse. And he filled out these cards with the ID numbers from the things he picked out in the catalog. Oh, yeah. He gave it to the guy at the counter. He'd go in the back and pull it out of the warehouse, and you'd leave with it. Yes, I do yeah, remember something like that. And they always had all the good G.I. Joe stuff, like, six months before all the stores did. Yeah. Oh, man. I still so remember good. going there on, like, Saturdays and then coming home, watching an old war movie with, like, yeah, watching The Dirty Dozen for, like, the tenth time and a then playing G.I. Joe's all afternoon. <laughs> a friend of mine had every single G.I. Joe from the first two generations. Not the big ones, but yeah, when I they got too. small. They're in my mom's attic right you now. You still have them? Yeah. Are you joking? Yeah. Why aren't we playing with them right now? Like, <laughs> serious? You my still mom have has them? them? in, like, these big Tupperware containers. Oh, my in God. Attic. Go get them. Yeah. Does I also it, have, you, like... Are they in, like, good condition? I have, like, all, I have the base. I have, like, every vehicle. I was really You're into joking. G.I. Joe when I was a kid. <laughs> I was going to tell this. They're not in good condition. They're all beat. Because oh, well, I played okay. with them for hours every day. That's like the only thing. My friends were into like Transformers and He-Man yeah, I was and all into this. Those too. I wasn't into any of that. No. All I had was GI Joes, and I was just in GI Joe nonstop. No way. That anyway. makes a lot of sense, actually. <laughs> um, so <laughs> there's a whole other podcast talking GI Joe, which uh, Nesbitt does alone. <laughs> I just I just don't plug in the microphone. He doesn't know yet. Um, but he had all of the GI Joes in like excellent condition, yeah. and some of the multiples. And his mother threw them out. Oh no! And threw them out like you know recently, like yeah. ten years ago or something. Yeah. And uh, oh, my mom's always we were all devastated. Me. Like, Get those GI Joes out of my attic. Are you kidding me? Next time I'm up there, I'll just grab them all. Grab them all. And drop them off at your house. Dude, <laughs> man. I'll just, yeah. Another Maiden-related thing. Paul Diano is going to release a new album called Hell Over Waltrop live in Germany. Yeah. And that's going to come out in January. It's a live show from 2006 uh, from Parkfest in Waltrop, Germany. Uh, he had a band called Phantoms of the Opera at the time. Nice. So we recorded this live album, and there was some kind of issue with the recordings, so they weren't usable. Mm. But it says, like... Modern technology said that like they could fix it and release it now. And here's the track listing. And you might recognize some of these songs. Of course I do. Prowler, Murders in the Rue Morgue, Impaler, Remember Tomorrow, Children of Madness, uh, Marshall Lockjaw, The Living Dead, The Beast Arises, Faith Healer, Phantom of the Opera, Transylvania, Running Free, Blitzkrieg, Bop, and Sanctuary. So it's a lot. It's like half, and he's putting half it on, maiden shows. He's putting it on. Is he releasing the CD as well? Yeah. I think yeah. it's coming out on... I don't know what... I never actually looked yeah. at the formats that it's coming out on. But, like, yeah. it's mostly Maiden songs. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. They're all... Most of these have been... Pro- well, it's a live album. Mm. But, yeah, he's still sticking to the Maiden stuff. But this is 2006. Which, something that we never talked about is back in August, he had a studio album. Another Diano album came out. Um, it's limited to 666 co- copies. <laughs> And this is what it said on the record company website. A ferocious collection of unholy career highlights from Paul the Bistiano, original Iron Maiden vocalist and pivotal figure in the new wave of British heavy metal movement. Includes Diano revisiting some Maiden classics for the first two albums, including Iron Maiden, Phantom of the Opera, and Killers, plus cover versions of Megadeth, Van Halen, Black Sabbath, and more. Wow. We meant to talk about this because I was kind of saying, like, 
he keeps rehashing these songs and kind of putting them out in different yeah. combinations. Yeah. Like the Living Dead was an album he had in 2006. Most of the covers on this album are on that album. Yeah. And that album was basically the same songs from an album called Nomad that he had six years earlier. And yeah. he kind of remastered and reordered them. Um, in 2006, he had this album called Iron Maiden Days and Evil Nights with Wrathchild, Iron Maiden, Running Free, Murders in the Rue Morgue, and Remember Tomorrow. Yeah. 2012, he had an album called Wrathchild that had Wrathchild, Iron Maiden, Murders in the Rue Morgue, Running Free, Women in Uniform, Remember Tomorrow, Phantom the Opera's Killers, Sanctuary, Charlotte the Harlot, Prowler, and a bunch of the same covers that are on this album. Uh, so, like, between his last few CDs and last live albums, you're getting, like, repetitions and different mix- mixes and just different recordings of the same songs over and over again. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't, he just keeps putting out new albums with this. That's really album. sad, if anything. Yeah, I don't know. It's four years. I guess years. that's his legacy, though, with those it's, two albums, right? Like, well, what, 38 years, 39 years. But now if you want a newly recorded version of Women in Uniform with yeah. Paul singing with a new band. Yeah, I guess there's legacy. I just, you know, maybe Iron Maiden should just give a pension and... Some of the <laughs> the covers Tell on here. Well, he sold all it. his rights when he left Maiden, right, for a little yeah. song. He did. So he doesn't get another, royalties. Another brilliant move <laughs> yeah. by this genius. There's a cover of Cashmere by Led Zeppelin, uh-huh. which I was like, oh, I'll listen to that. And I was like, meh. Symphony, Symphony of Destruction by Megadeth, he covers. Yeah. Um, I was excited to hear that because I'm not a huge Megadeth fan. Yeah. Like, if you could get instrumental versions of Megadeth albums, they would be one of my favorite bands. Dave Mustaine's vocals, I just, I, they turned me right off. So yeah. I was like, let's see how Paul does it. But like, I don't know. Paul kind of does the half shouting, half singing thing. Yeah. Um, I was kind of disappointed in his cover of that. One of the covers on here, though, came off really good. He does Ain't Talking About Love. And he does, like, a really good, like, oh, David no. Lee Roth gonna impression. Play a clip, I'm going to play a clip. Oh, this is Paul Diano doing Van Halen. Oh, God. He's actually really good. Yeah. So I picked that clip out because out of all the covers on this album, I was like, this one's actually really good. He does a good David Lee Roth. Yeah. He has like that swagger that David Lee Roth has. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's no Diamond Dave, but I mean, it's a very solid cover. Yeah. He's a funny character now, isn't he? It's like, you know. But he keeps rehashing these songs over and over. Oh, he has to. But then I was like, if I, let's just say that I was in Metallica for like three months. Yeah. And Fade to Black I helped write, let's just say. Yeah. I would do nothing but, like, talk about that song and do covers of it, and I would play it every chance I get. You know what I mean? It's a classic song from the history of metal. Yeah. And, like, if you had a hand in writing some of these songs, I could see how you just want to keep, you know what I mean? That's the highlight yeah, but of your career. I get it, but, A, it was so long ago. Yeah. And how many of these is he going to sell? Yeah, well, they only made Which, 666, so like but, South Americans will But it tells you he's only doing that because he has to. You yeah, know, maybe. like it, it's it's really a statement that, you know, I don't want to be too hard on the guy. Yeah. But 
I like his original stuff. The Everything since has been a disaster. I think there's some good battles on stuff. I like a lot of that. I have a lot of it on final. It's hard to it's take good. the guy seriously. Every interview I've ever seen, he's like a fool. And he contradicts yeah. himself. Oh, he's all over the place. The, other, so. the whole bigger news yeah. is that on the same website where they announced this album, they said, watch for the feature-length documentary film on Diano later this year by the makers of the critically acclaimed Lemmy documentary film. I think we mentioned this before. But that Lemmy documentary is mm. like a 10 out of 10. Yes. And so it's Greg Oliver and Wes Orshowski are the two guys, the documentary filmmakers. Yeah. They did that Lemmy documentary, which is like insanely good. They did one on The Damned, too. You know that band? They're a punk band. They did. I watched that one, too. It was pretty good. Okay. Based on those two docs, documentaries, I'm thinking this Paul Diano one. Like the story of Paul Diano's life is probably going to be make for a great documentary. I bet it would actually. It's like this rise and fall, and then a, yeah. a bunch of like little rises and falls. You know what I mean? And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think it would be a great story. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean to beat up on him, be too hard on him. I mean, yeah. you know, he, he probably battled a lot of stuff too, and yeah. and you know, he got to a level that. None of us are going to get to. Oh, my God. You know? He's the lead singer made. Like, so I'm not trying to knock him down. Two it's just albums. sometimes you get tired know, you get of this tired stuff of over and over again, over right? Over, yeah. Like, yeah, he did those albums. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Fine. You know? Like, I yeah. love those albums, but. But I think the. I'm not I'm not yeah, getting a I'm ex- 666. I'm, I'm not very, very. I'm not either. But yeah. I'm very excited about this documentary. I think it's going to be yeah. great. So. Anyway, that's all the news I had to go through. Perfect. I have a couple more emails here. Uh, maybe we'll get into these another, another time. Yeah, bang a few out. Okay. Here, you can read these ones. All right. I'm going to drink another one of these beers. Go ahead. I had a second one. This is, yeah, I, I got a, a <laughs> cheeky one if you, if you listen back. All right. Just wanted to say I love your podcast. Your podcast has taught me so much about Maiden that I never knew before. You have completely changed my opinion on the Blaze albums and the Bruce Mach 2 era. Excellent. Like many, I practically ignored Maiden after Bruce left for the for the first time. I only really knew the first two Paul albums and Bruce Mach 1 era. I like that, the Mach 1, yeah, Mach 2. And held little to no regard for anything that came after. Well, let me let me tell you right now that your podcast has changed that completely. Oh, wow, this is great. Um, I now listen to the Blaze albums and hold them as in high regard as the other albums. Anyway, on and on. Up to Irons from Fredericton, New Brunswick, Canada. Yeah. Right on. Roger. Well done. Good yeah. email. I, yeah, my sister lives in Fredericton, New Brunswick. Nice. Yeah. nice. That's where she sent this. Uh, actually, it was my sister that sent this uh, black IPA we're drinking. Ooh. Good. Well, there you go, Roger. Go have a, uh, a Four Rivers. Four Rivers. Yes. Black <laughs> IPA and celebrate coal mining. All right. Uh, Leo says, hi, I started listening to your podcast recently, uh, being on episode 20 now. Oh, my God. He hardly knows us. <laughs> he hardly knows us. That Josh is so polite. Uh, <laughs> Nesbitt doesn't know anything. Um, thank you for completely uh, turning my image of Blaze from hating everything he has done to loving large parts of it. You know, I went through that myself, Leo. <laughs> I, I also think you were a little too harsh on the song Dance of Death. Oh, my God. It's like coming back from time. It's not so bad. Thanks for an... For an awesome podcast and greetings from Sweden. Leo from Sweden. Good yeah. work. Good feedback. So, we still have a stack of emails, but the yeah, we get through them in time. Yeah, we'll get through yeah. them eventually. Yeah. A couple of these ones were from like multiple months ago that we read today, but yeah, they so lots, fell off the radar. Lots of good emails. Lots of good Facebook yep. stuff too. I, I think we're now at the volume we can't handle them all, but yeah. the but uh, it's good. a lot of people that email me, I email them back. Some people, mm. if I read your email on the podcast i'm not going to email you back yeah <laughs> this is your response this is your response 
So uh, that's it. We finally got through this backlog of maiden news. Yes, I have an ask for okay. our listeners. Go for uh, it. Email at Talking Maiden. Live, basically. TalkingMaiden at gmail.com. Yes, email us through there. You can get me through there. But my ask is this if you work at a home services company, so like if you paint, do landscaping, HVAC, plumbing, anything like that, you go to people's houses and. Uh, you interact with customers over text at all. Message me because I'm developing. I've got a, a whole app play in this space, and I want people to test it. Okay. So if you you're testers, beta yeah. Testers, okay. Well, yeah. We already have a big company that's using it. Yeah. But now we're kind of opening it up. Okay. So it's really a platform for like texting customers, but it's really controlled. It's a really yeah. cool thing. So it's, it saves you from all the hassles of regular texting, and it's got some AI and stuff. Cool. Anyway. Uh, email us talkingmaiden at gmail.com yeah. yeah that's right and you can get us on Facebook get us on Twitter yep yeah talkingmaiden.com get us uh, wherever yeah, talkingmaiden.com the, there's a menu there you can just click on all the different sections on the Google the Google yeah. we're on our way up on the Google yeah. this beer was awesome beer is awesome yep uh, I really like that one the Rock Bolter Black IPA awesome so, well yep I have a few of them off the air alright until next time off the irons down the hops yeah.